Welcome to Demystify Magic with Molly and Madison. I'm Molly, a former skeptic turned full-time energy healer and teacher. And I'm Madison, a born and raised witch running my family's crystal shop. And we're here to explore all things woo through the lens of both science and spirituality so that you can find the moments of magic in your everyday life and create an intentional spiritual practice. So if that's what you're into, find a cozy spot, take a deep breath, and let's demystify some magic. Howdy doody, bestie. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? going you always start with this and I never have an answer and somebody even slid into our dms and gave you a response I was queuing you up for an excellent joke what did they say oh my god did oh they sent us a meme I might have opened it before you could open it and therefore robbed you of the opportunity to see it so I'm sorry you have robbed me of an opportunity <laughs> to see it <laughs> I'm not okay. dramatic you're dramatic all right <laughs> oy vey we <laughs> are getting a little witchy today. I'm very excited because this is something that one was requested in our recent Q&A and we were like, oh, we could talk about this all day. We need to make an episode. And two, this is a fairly recent addition to your practice, Molly. So I can't wait. This is when I looked at you and I said, oh, I fully, I've converted her. I brought her to the dark side. Today, (laughs) we are talking about spell jars. Spell jars. So big shout out to Debbie who asked us to talk about this. I'm so sorry we kept you waiting. But first, Molly, what was your magic moment this week? I have three magic moments that happened at the same time that I feel like I manifested so expertly that I'm still in shock and awe about it. Give them to me. Okay. The first one involves you. Okay. I don't think you've told me this. Uh, Yes, I have. Okay. <laughs> I haven't heard the three all together, I don't think. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've been keeping you in the wings. You've heard them all separately. Okay, okay. I So Madison and I, as if you listen to last week's episode, you know that we opened our Christmas presents early and <laughs> I got mine from her this weekend and she gave me a tiger, like a crochet, I think it's crocheted. Yes. Maybe it's knitted. It's crocheted. It's a crocheted tiger in my favorite colors that happen to match the podcast. And I said to her, the tiger's wearing like a shawl and a skirt. And I said to her, this is very 1989 Taylor's version, which is my favorite Taylor Swift album. Which was completely unintended. (laughs) But one of our listeners, Kelly, made it. And Madison sent it to me because I'm always talking about making peace with the tiger in your brain. And so now I have a little tiger in my office and I love it. Yes, it was. I've been so excited. I've had this since October. So Kelly is my best friend, Jeff's older sister, both listeners of the pod. Hi, you guys. Love you. mean it. And she texted me forever ago, like when we first launched the podcast. And she's like, every time Molly talks about the tiger in her brain, I imagine this giant purple tiger. (laughs) And immediately she started to crochet. And she is so talented and wonderful. If you've seen on the store's Instagram, our little crocheted witch, Kelly made that as well. And it's been sitting, I had to keep it in the backseat of my car so I couldn't see it because I would have sent it to you even earlier if I had like had to look at at it all day. Or I was really afraid that I was going to just like pull it up while we were on Zoom and be like, (laughs) look what I, look what happened. Look what is coming to you. So I was very happy that you loved her. And so I feel like this started off the entire, like everything else that happened, happened after we got on Zoom and I opened this and had this experience. Okay. So as soon as we got off Zoom, I went to Target 
Now, if you recall from last week's episode, I am a peppermint mocha girly. I have not been able to find my oat milk peppermint mocha creamer. I happen to be in the Target area. Okay, sorry. I'm going to back up a little bit. Okay, back it up, back it up. The reason we were in the area of Target, we were not at our local Target. We were at the Target that's like 25 minutes away because a Costco finally opened up in Maine. And this is like a big deal to us in Maine. I drive into the Costco with my husband and he's like, parking's going to be absolutely out of control. There is a line to get into the parking lot Mm -hmm. and everyone's going left. I go right. And he's like, there's no spots down here. I, because I am the witchiest witch that ever west, witched west, witchy witch. (laughs) I turned right and I was like, I'm going to find us the best parking spot. I saw it in my little mind, called it in. We got a spot in the second row from the front door. I got photo evidence of this parking spot. It was glorious. It was the only parking spot left in the lot and it was mine. But we didn't go to Costco because there was like a line out the door that was longer than the line at Pirates of the Caribbean in Disney World. So we went to Target instead. And I bought not one, but two of my creamers. I have now gone to three or four stores trying to find this creamer. I finally found it. I got two of them. And then I came home and I found out that Spotify now has audiobooks included in premium. And I have been wanting to listen to Britney Spears' memoir for freaking forever. And it's included in my premium. So I came home, I started listening to Britney Spears. I was like, this is the best day ever. I feel like I manifested all of these things just like opening up for me. This was also a magic moment for me because Molly texted me and was like, I'm so upset at you. Why did you not share this information with me? (laughs) And I was like, well, first of all, I had no idea. A lot of people didn't know because I posted about it on my Instagram story and I asked people if they knew about this and most people did not know. Yeah, they did not do a great job announcing that because I had no idea. You had no idea. And we're two girlies who love audiobooks. And I'm on Spotify every freaking day. Yeah, tell me about it. So So if you're listening to this on Spotify, (laughs) you're welcome if you didn't know. Yeah, go listen to Britney Spears' new book because I've heard it's excellent. It's great. I haven't made it there yet. I'm 25 chapters in. (laughs) And it's been a day. <laughs> what was your magic moment, Madison? All right. I've been real sentimental on the pod recently with my magic moments. So we're dialing it back. We're getting back into silly. I know I've got a perfect magic moment because I had a moment before we started recording where I thought to myself, is this too silly and too mundane to even be a magic moment? And that's how we know. Perfect. I've hit gold. Mm-hmm. So those who know me will know I am the world's worst nail biter. A lifelong tragic nail biter. I can chew through anything. I'm tr- I'm like an animal that chews a lot. I don't know. A beaver. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird and we're keeping it in. Um, it's not good. I can chew through acrylic. I can chew through gel. It's, it's a sickness. It's really not good. I know it's so gross. You don't have to tell me. The only thing that keeps me from biting my nails is going to get this very specific, very intense manicure with this woman named Daniela who shames me deeply for biting my nails. (laughs) Nothing like a good old shame session to get you to stop a bad habit. Apparently, it works very well for me. They look so good. Molly, look. I know. You showed me. They look fantastic. They're very Midnight's era. I send Molly a picture of my hands every three days, maybe, and I say, look at my nails. They're so long. Anyways. It only works if I go every three weeks on the dot and see Daniela and get my shaming and my manicure. Mm -hmm. Three weeks is about as long as I can go without destroying my hands. 
Mm-hmm. And so I went the other day to get my nails done. And she looked at me and she said, have you made your appointments for for December yet? I'm like almost booked up. Like you need to make your appointment. And I was like, no, I haven't made my appointment for December. And because I go get them every three weeks, I was going to have to go twice in December. I was like, oh no, like I'm going to have to, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. She's like really stressing me out. And I've got, you know, she has my hands held hostage (laughs) (laughs) because she's, you know, doing my nails. And so I snatched one of my hands back. (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to do it online right now. I'm two feet from the receptionist table where I could make an appointment. But I'm like, no, I will do this online right now. Tell me she did not have two appointments left in December, three weeks from the day that I got my nails done, and three weeks from that day. Wow. So everything's fine. I will not destroy my hands this holiday season. Wow. That's incredible. I was so proud. It took a lot to not tell you, too. I was like, this is my magic moment. I have to sit on it. Wow. Damn really holding out on me. Usually I get updates about these things. I know, especially about my nail biting journey. Also, if you have any tips on how to stop biting your nails, please send them. Our DMs are open. (laughs) I will take unsolicited advice on very few things. Nail biting is one of them. All right. Anyways, spell jars. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. So we're going to go over what the hell is a spell jar? When do you make one? How do you make one? And how do you use it? Where do you want to start? Yeah. Let's start with what the hell is it? Okay, great. And I don't have a better way to describe it other than it's a spell in a jar. Yeah. And I know that that sounds real condescending, (laughs) but it's a pretty (laughs) self-explanatory. It's a jar full of stuff that aligns with the intention that you're trying to create with your spell. So if you're like, what the fuck is an intention? We have a whole episode on that. But it could be oils. It could be full of herbs. It could be full of water. It could be full of crystals it could be full of pieces of paper that you wrote things on Mm -hmm. anything in a jar it could be full of a combination of many of those things yes that in my opinion is the best way to do it little bits and pieces from all your favorite things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. really it's a spell made portable is a great way for me to describe it that's what i like best about them is that it's something that is contained especially if you are someone we get a lot of messages from people with pets and kids Mm-hmm. who are trying to make a spiritual practice work for them in their environments, spell jars are a really great way to do that because yeah. it's like contained chaos. Yeah. And it's like, it's one of those things you could keep in your purse or your backpack or your desk at work or whatever in your car. You can keep it really wherever you feel like you need a little extra oomph of magic in your life. Keep it on your altar if you want to. Mm-hmm. When is your favorite time to make a spell jar? I really like... I'm I'm a big like when I feel resistance, when I feel like I'm facing an obstacle in my life, I like to throw the kitchen sink at it. For instance, okay, so we talked about this last week, how I was sort of like noodling on the full body energy readings and feeling a little bit of like, mm, should I go for it? Like a little bit of fear around like, how are people going to receive it or whatever? And so I made a spell jar for that. And I I made a spell jar and I made a sigil. And the sigil was to, with the intention of helping me get clarity. And then the spell jar was infused with that sigil. And then the herbs and the crystals and candles and everything was all to help me connect with like my intuition underneath that fear. And so I make it when I make them when I feel like I'm either facing some kind of obstacle in my life, facing some kind of resistance in my life, or when I'm trying to manifest something really specific. When do you make them? I make them when it's something that I want to take with me or place somewhere specific. So 
Because I have, if you've listened to our episode on altars, you'll know that I have a huge altar space, which is where I do any kind of stationary ritual work. I do a lot of candle magic. That's like my preferred method. But if there's something that I, if I want a little bit more oomph than like a crystal, Mm -hmm. in my car is always my example because it's like a very easy place to store little things. I'll make a spell jar. If there's something that I want to take and, you know, place in my workspace or in the corner of my house and I want to mm-hmm. use crystal magic, I can use crystal chips or, and I also want to use herbs and oils and things like that. If it's something, spell jars are for me like the in-between crystal, working with crystals is like my my baseline, right? That's like to me lowest effort, mm-hmm. easiest to do. I have all the materials with me. I very rarely like have to, you know pull in new yeah. stuff. I can just move things around. Spell jars is like a, a notch up from that. And then like ritual work at my altar is the most mm. high, mm. high maintenance, I guess, form of work for me. A spell jar is a nice middle road yeah. of it's infusing a little bit more intention than just like speaking it into my crystal and setting it somewhere. Yeah. But it's less than like, okay, I'm turning on the, you know, the sound cleansing on YouTube. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, spending a lot of time and effort like dressing this candle you know it's a little bit more low-key while still packing a punch yeah I think there's so much fun Mm -hmm. you've been a spell jar factory (sighs) I really have been I just think they're so much fun they remind me of when I was a kid and I used to mix all of the weird shampoos and soaps in my bathroom and like make potions that's like how spell jars feel like they just feel like arts and crafts with a purpose and for me I'm like not really an arts and crafts girly because I (laughs) have a tendency to believe everything I do needs to be productive in some way shape or form which is something I am working on weird I didn't know that about (laughs) you I'd never heard that before (laughs) um spell jars feel like that nice middle ground where it's like it's productive but in a way that like really serves me and feels really nourishing to me in like a spiritual sense so I really like them. I also think they're fun because like I can whip a spell jar together in like five minutes or I could spend like an hour on it and like really, you know, focus and zoom in on it. And I don't know. I just I I really have been enjoying them. They've been really fun. I like the tactile sense of them. Like anytime I feel like, you know, I have one for abundance and anytime I'm feeling like a little bit anxious about money, I just like shake Mm -hmm. it. You hear it? A little bit. (laughs) and yeah I don't know they've just been like really fun to incorporate into my practice I have a few on my desk I sent you one I have one in my purse I have one on my altar they're just I don't know I'm really I'm really having a blast with them and I I hope that at the end of this episode you are going to see how fun they are and not overwhelming they are yeah I do love that they feel like a craft that's like a great way to put it is like it's like a fun assembly of something it feels it is like a it's a productive craft which is Mm -hmm. I think if you have that issue of like no everything I do has to serve a purpose I can struggle with that it's a nice way to bring some like whimsy and productivity together Mm -hmm. I love that you your main reason for doing it is that it's fun I think that's yeah you know that's how it should always feel yeah yeah it's very fun so in terms of how to get started making one the thing that I have been recommending, because I've been I've been getting a lot of DMs of people asking me, like, how do I get started, like learning the different properties of different herbs and spices and things like that, which you could definitely include in your spell jar. The thing that I recommend 
when you're going to make a spell jar for the first time is to take inventory of what you already have before you go out and buy new. Mm -hmm. So go through your spice drawer, your spice rack, whatever you have, and make it like an adventure to look up the different magical properties, metaphysical properties for the spices that you already have. You could make yourself like a list, a little encyclopedia. I know I talked to someone the other day who was planning to put her spices in new jars anyway. And I was like, oh, just stick a label on them with the mm-hmm. magical properties. Yes. And she was like, oh, love that. Uh-huh. So you could do that. But looking at what you already have, what's already in your space and pulling from there first because I'm willing to bet you already have everything you need in your house. And I've been using like these, I bought like a big pack of jars on um, Amazon because I knew I was going to hyper-focus on these. But I've heard from people you can get little jars at the Dollar Tree. You could use like a jar that you had curry paste in, an old spice jar. Like it doesn't have to be a fancy jar. You also don't have to fill it up all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yes, that's a great point too. Like I loved you saying that you like shake yours to like draw Mm -hmm. back the intention. I think that's like a really cool, another tactile level to it that I think can be important, you know, like assigning Mm -hmm. an action to it. So yeah, don't feel like you have to fill it up all the way. Also, your options are as limitless as like the amounts of size, sizes of jars there are in the world. You know, you could make a Mm -hmm. huge a huge jar or a teeny tiny jar. I have, you've shown me your like smallest jars. I have some that are like the size of my fingernail. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's fun too. It is a really easy way to use what's like, you know, things that if you're, especially if you're a person who like collects old jars. Mm, I love jars. You know, like if you keep a jar and you're like, I don't know what I'm ever going to use this for, but it's going to go under the sink because I'm not going to throw away this perfectly good jar. Congratulations. You found your use for your, all your jars. That's me uh-huh. in a nutshell. Yep. So step one is to gather your ingredients. So decide what your intention is. Again, we have a whole episode about that. If you're like, I don't even know where to start with that. Decide what your intention is. What do you want this spell jar to help you with? And then gather ingredients based on that. So you can pull in herbs, spices, color magic, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe you pull in um, pieces of paper that are that color or a candle that is that color that you can seal the top with. Maybe you have beads that are that color kicking around that you just pull in buttons, doodads that you have just like floating around your house. Like I think of them as like a witchcraft junk drawer. <gasps> Like you just kind of like pull the stuff that makes sense, that kind of aligns with it. And I I like when they're full of like random stuff because then they become a little I spy game mm-hmm. and you can play a little like visual meditation with them and really like look around and see all the different textures. Mm-hmm. So pull the things that you want to include. You can include crystals in it. I know some people will write things on pieces of paper, fold them up. You could choose what color pen you write with based on your intention, pull some color magic in there, like really let it be fun. Let, let the gathering be fun. Don't overwhelm yourself with it. Yeah. And going back with to what you said about looking in your spice drawer, a book that I really recommend if you feel really overwhelmed with the idea of Googling everything in your spice rack to try to figure out and try to remember what it all means and what things correspond to, a book that I really recommend to beginners is Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs. Yeah. I bought that from you and I love it. it I love it. I use it almost every day. It has most everything that you can think of. It's been very rare that I have had to look outside of it like that because something's not in the book. It's a great yeah. it's a great launch pad. 
And it's super easy mm-hmm. to just, you know, put little post-it notes to use as bookmarks in the pages to go back to things that you use a lot. It's just a really great reference point. So if you're looking for like a catch-all so you don't have to, you know, gather from especially like looking things up online, I struggle to like have a lot of trust. And mm-hmm. that's a source that I trust a lot. So if you're looking for a resource, that's my recommendation for the episode. Yeah. It's also really nice too because there's an index on the back. So you can look up by intention mm-hmm. and it will just list yep. the herbs and then you can find them in the book and read more about them. So that's that's often um, what I will turn to when I'm like making my simmer pot recipes or when I'm making spell jars. So I'm like, okay, I want it to be for this. I'll look in the index. I'll look in the back. I'll look at my spice, spice drawer and see what I have. So yeah, pull some things that make sense for your intention let it be fun let the collection of it be part of the ritual of it Mm -hmm. so it's like a lot of times I think we can get sort of caught up in oh I want to just get to doing the spell I want to just get to making the jar and you get sort of frustrated with like all the research and the the pulling things and finding what to include and can get a little impatient with it but that is part of the spell Mm -hmm. The research is the spell. Yeah, you are setting your intention when you are opening that book and you are saying, okay, cinnamon is good for abundance. I'm going to intentionally choose cinnamon for this. Like that is all a part of the spell. So let let that be in the energy of curiosity, of playfulness, of fun, just as much as like putting the stuff into the jar is. Yeah, that's something that we focus on a lot. We do a create your own spell candle workshop at the store and that is something that we say to people all the time is that like the more time you spend on this thing, that is more intention. Like you're just, you're creating a pressure cooker of intention that just has Mm -hmm. more and more and more the more time you spend on it. And that's why like in that workshop, you choose your oils, you choose your crystals, you choose your herbs, you make a label. And it's not really because Mm -hmm. of having the label or doing the thing. It's really about the time. And that's what the research is too. Yeah, totally, totally. So- After you've collected all of your materials, I like to give everything a good cleanse, especially like if you're getting jars from Amazon Mm -hmm. or if it's a jar that used to hold your pasta sauce, you know, give it a good cleanse physically, wash it out, get the marinara out of there. But also I like to give, especially with a, with a jar, I love to smoke cleanse a jar just because it looks so cool. Yeah. The smoke kind of sticks in it. Yeah. It it like kind of gathers in there. It's like very fun. (laughs) Just two people who are led by the fun of an activity. <laughs> <laughs> I I love that. Yeah, a little incense stick will stick right in there. I've been using frankincense because that like tends to, at least for me, energy-wise, frankincense is very much like an amplifier. Mm-hmm. So I find it fun to like start with the and then and then what's really fun is when you smoke cleanse the jar and then you start to put herbs in, it kind of poofs yes. the smoke out. <laughs> it pushes it out. <laughs> we are such children. We are such children. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. Cleanse it. I like to do smoke cleanse of the jar because of the poofing. And then I like to use this bell that I got at Goodwill. Mm -hmm. That was a magic moment of myself to cleanse everything else. So I will just lay everything out. I will ring the bell over it. And then I will smoke cleanse the jar. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love using different methods of cleansing for different things, you know, like pivoting. I imagine you like individually trying to smoke cleanse each piece of herb, like, you know, (laughs) like, okay, what's the path of least resistance here? Yeah. Yeah. And then you kind of, there's no really no, I mean, there's no rules could be like the tagline of this podcast, but 
<laughs> there are no rules with assembly, you know? Mm-hmm. However you want to, if you want to mix all your herbs up together first and then pour the combination into the jar or if you want to layer them, if you want to, mm-hmm. you know, do a little bit of herb and then a little bit of your doodads and then more mm-hmm. herbs. There's really like you can kind of assemble however you want, how you want it to look visually, you know, take that into consideration. But other than that, like there's not really going to be any difference in like how it works or how well it does based yeah. on what goes in it in what order. Yeah. The only thing that I would mention to bring up is just be aware if you add water to your spell jar and you have herbs in there that at some point the herbs might go a little mucky and gross. Yes. That's you. So mm-hmm. if, if you have one that you want to keep forever, you want it to be like a forever spell jar, I would stick with just like dried herbs no water maybe I don't even know how oils do mm-hmm. over a long period of time do you know I, I mean know. they'll go rancid you won't want to yeah. like open the spell jar I wouldn't really recommend that anyways like opening it after you've made it I'm honestly mm-hmm. not sure I have never made a like I've never let one sit for investigation maybe I should do that that would be a fun experiment I have one here that I put oil in first as an experiment mm-hmm. and Nothing weird has happened yet, but it's only been a couple of weeks. So yeah, we'll keep you posted. If you know, let us know. Yeah, please. But definitely don't expect your spell jars to keep very long if you do just water and herbs. Like you'll need to dispose of that yeah. at some point because it will or get moon water. Icky. Yeah. Yeah. And some people say that when it does go icky, that's like w- the spell has basically been completed. Mm-hmm. So if you want that kind of like completion to it it might be a good idea to do herbs and water for you yeah I definitely subscribe to that ideology of like okay when something's gotten a little gross it's time Mm -hmm. to refresh you know I think that's like a good natural life cycle to go by Mm -hmm. and it's definitely not to discourage you from using water and herbs together it's just you know don't stick it under your couch and forget about it for the next six years is more so (laughs) the advice that we're giving here. Yeah, or don't be like freaked out if you notice like mold growing in it. Like it's not negative energy coming to haunt you forever. I hear that from some people. It's nothing bad is happening. It's just the natural conclusion Mm -hmm. of the the spell jar being made apparent by the natural, you know, cycle of what happens to things when they get wet. Yep. So after you fill it up, you have some options for what you can do next. I have been really enjoying, like when I made your spell jar, Madison, I wrote your name on a piece of paper and the intention on the piece of paper and stuck it in at the end Mm -hmm. because I was making it for you. So I wanted it to be kind of like, okay, all of my energy that I just put into it is going to you and not to me. So that's fun. I have written my intention down in some of them. Some of them I will draw sigils on the outside of them. And make that a way for me to like know what it is long term, but also kind of infuse it with that intention. You can do whatever you want. You could write it on the lid. You could write it on the bottom. You could write it on a bay leaf and stick it in there. Like whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. So after all of your ingredients are in the jar, you're going to want to find a way to seal it. I know that the jars that we both have that are from Amazon have corks. Mm -hmm. I would suggest sealing those with wax. It gives, in my opinion, like on a logistical level, just a little bit of an extra layer of this is not going to come open and spill all over the place. I worry with those cork mm-hmm. jars. I don't know that they're like the highest quality. But if you have a like a like an old sauce jar, right, that you twist back together, 
I'm less worried about those. And for me, sealing that with wax is more so like for funsies and for extra intention. So I like to seal them with wax because I think they look cool. And I like, I know what they are based on the color of wax Mm -hmm. that I use. Yeah. But what is your, because me, I've like burned my fingers every single time I've tried to do this and I've made a mess everywhere. So how do you, do you just light it and then you hold it above it? That's what I've been doing. Or do you stick it on top and let it burn down? I cheat. (gasps) Oh, tell me. I have a wax sealing kit for like actual wax seals. They make those? Yeah. And so it comes with like a little wax melting spoon. I'm watching Molly in real time. I also I'm on Amazon right now. I will put a chime kit depending on the size of the jar. Oh my god, I wish you could see her face. It's so good. It's so good. And it comes with all those little wax beads, right? In all the different colors. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for a larger jar, I totally will stick a candle on top and let it burn. I think that looks really cool and is really fun. Mm-hmm. But nine times out of ten, I'm gonna take out my little wax sealing kit and heat yeah. up the little things in the in the spoon. My first spell jar, I used a birthday candle and I just held it above it and kind of let it drip. Yeah. And it's fine. That works. But it's good to know that there is there's a better method. Yeah. I I've definitely done that before, before I had the kit. And that is my mm-hmm. least favorite way to wax seal. I would always rather put a candle on top and let the candle have its natural life cycle because then I can do both, right? Like I love candle magic. I can dress yeah. and carve into a candle, stick it on top of the jar and let it do its thing, right? And then that's, again, more time, more intention, more energy. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not doing that, I'm, I'm just heating up some wax and pouring it on top. Great. I love that. So once you've, uh, once you've made it, once you've sealed it, it's kind of up to you what you do from here. I mean... I will, I'll tell you some things that I do with it, Madison. Maybe you can share some things you do with it. So I mentioned I'll shake mine if I feel like I need to bring that intention back to my awareness or if it's one for manifestation, I'll shake it. I have held them in meditation before. Mm -hmm. I will throw one in my purse. Like if it's for abundance, I might tuck it in my purse or my wallet. Some of them I keep on my altar as like a little offering. Mm -hmm. What do you do with yours? Mine almost always go to a second location, either on my altar mm-hmm. as an offering or in my car or I give them to people yeah. or, you know, they're like, I use them almost like talismans of some sort. Like they're, mm-hmm. you know, a thing to keep with you and to like you do like shake and yeah. so something that we are doing this year. I'm so excited about it. We just found my mom and I found a bunch of make your own ornaments Right? So they're like, "Uh uh-huh. You know where I'm going. You know where I'm going. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. Spell jar ornaments, bitches. It is fucking on this year. Oh, my God. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's what I'll be doing with my spell jars this year is making ornaments out of them. But you could even without without making them in the little clear balls, you could just with a cork top, stick a hook in the top with some string. You've got an ornament. Happy fucking holidays. Oh my God. I think spell jars are such like cool gifts mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Because you could make one. I mean, I'm planning to make a few for, for my closest friends that I know are kind of going through life transitions mm-hmm. to help them ease through that. But if you have someone who's like, you know, feeling really anxious, I've given I've given friends who are like going through spells of anxiety, anti-anxiety spell jars. Like you can really just add a lot of intention to them. I think they're so special to get as gifts too, because it's like, it's 
it shows that you like really know a person and really are deeply caring for them to make something like this. So I bought a big old kit so I can make one for everyone. Yeah. I think for me, the like energy and time is such a gift. Like Mm -hmm. I think that all the time with how how grateful I feel for like that that's there's a level of generosity in giving someone your time mm-hmm. and giving someone yeah. your energy that I think making them for other people is such like a it's such an act of service yeah it's really fun too because mm-hmm. then you're like mm, I just get to concoct something yeah completely detached to the outcome completely like really leaning into the being the weird witchy friend <laughs> yeah yeah I love it. I love it. And then we got a lot of questions about what to do with them when they're done. Yes. Some people were concerned about throwing them away. What do you do with yours? I think throwing them away is perfectly normal. Yeah. And like perfectly fine. I watched a TikTok last night, weirdly enough, that the person was emptying all of their spell jars Mm -hmm. into like a a vat and then they were going to burn them under the full moon and use the ash in their spell work. I love that. I love that. I think like any way that you can reduce, reuse, recycle the situation because then you can yeah. use that jar again, you know? Mm-hmm. You could you could bury that ash. Yeah. Although if you are doing water and herbs and things are moldy, I do not begrudge you throwing it away. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't feel bad, you know? <laughs> do what you can when you can, but... Just give a little thank you and let it go. Yes, bless and release. But I love the mm-hmm. idea of, especially if you haven't sealed it with wax, like that's where I think that that's nice to keep it openable. Yeah. Is Oh, they to, sealed it. Oh. She pried <gasps> them all open. Oh, that's Yeah. Cool. And then dumped them in and then pulled the bigger crystals out to reuse them. Mm-hmm. But the crystal chips just left in there because like who can be bothered yeah. to pick through them uh-huh. and then was going to burn them and collect the ash. Wow. Yeah. I love that as an idea because I will be honest, I have buried them in the past before I really thought through that choice environmentally Um, (laughs) in my younger years. And it's not something I do anymore. It's not something I would recommend. If you Mm -hmm. are going to do it, I would do it like in a garden bed that you have access to. That's not like, you know, going into the park or whatever and burying it. If, If that action feels good to you, pull some dirt and put it in a pot and have a pot where you bury your spell jars, you know? Yeah, yeah. And clean it out every once in a while if that feels like an important part of the ritual to you. Yeah, but ultimately what you do with it is totally your own. The fun thing about spell jars is there's no rules to them. There's no like, if you do this, this bad thing will happen. Or if you don't do this, something bad will happen, which generally is just what we teach on here so if you're like I feel like I've heard this one before Mm -hmm. yeah you have because we're going to keep reminding you that the purpose of any of these practices is to help you reconnect with you Mm -hmm. and so the more you can make it a fun intuitive exploration of what feels good to me in this step? What feels good to me in terms of cleansing it? What feels good to me in terms of how I seal it? What feels good to me in terms of when and how I dispose of it? That is accomplishing the goal of your spell in a way. Mm-hmm. Hundo P. Hundo P. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? I think that's it. Let us know if you have any other questions and we would love to hear how you use spell jars in your practice or how you plan to after listening to this episode. Yeah, and have fun with it. Yes. Most importantly, have some productive fun. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, friends. 
Bye. Thanks for listening to Demystify Magic with Molly and Madison. If you want to learn more about us, you can find all our links in the show notes. We'd love to know what you think of today's episode. So drop us a review or give us a shout out on social media. And don't forget to let us know your magical moment of the week. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye.